Looks like there's a lot going on in Mr. Jacob's garage this morning. Yep, he and Mr. Brian seem to be getting ready to build something, and the twins, Sage and Ivy, are waiting for a ride to the swimming pool. Oh, I love swimming! Yeah, you know, it must be nice to be twins when it comes to swimming. I don't follow. You always got a swimming buddy. I don't think that's how twins work, Travis. I don't know, Joel. I think it is. Uh-huh. Let's see what they are thinking about, shall we? All right, girls, we're getting close to the wreck site. Is all your gear on and checked? I've got mine all set. Sage, could you check my gauges? Looks good. How about mine, Ivy? Yep, you've got a full tank of air. Good. Let's check the comms. Testing? Testing? Testing. Copy that, Brian. Reading you loud and clear. Great. Remember, when we get in the water, these communications should be good enough for you to keep in contact with each other. But if anything goes wrong with them, we always have hand signals. Got it. We're over the wreck now. Dropping anchor. Hey, Captain. Divers, take your stations. You know what I love about diving the most? Finding priceless artifacts that will make us all rich when we sell them on the black market? Well, yeah, I guess that has its charm. But I was thinking about this part, where we lean back and... Ooh, the water's colder than I remember. Have a good dive, girls. I'll let you know if we run into rough weather. And we'll let you know if we find any treasure. Good deal. Racing to the wreck, come back. What's your problem? Let's have some fun out here. It's an adventure, not a field trip. We can have adventures and be safe at the same time. Swimming rule number one, always swim with a buddy. Yeah, yeah. And rule two, stick with your swimming buddy. Right, come on, I think I see the shipwreck ahead. I see it too, our very first pirate ship. Do you think there's golden jewels in there? Maybe. How's it going down there, girls? Any luck? We found the ship. Great, let me know if you... Brian, hello? Palms aren't reaching him. Quick, use the hand signals. You can't see us down here, Ivy. Hand signals won't work. Well, obviously there's been a lapse in the planning on this expedition. What are we gonna do now? Come over here. Let me see your comm dial. What are you doing? You're changing the radio frequency. Maybe we can get something if I turn it this way? It's working. I hear something. So do you want the red toolbox or the black one loaded in first, Lionel? I'm not sure, Brian, but I think before we get those, it might be best if we get the lumber loaded first. Oh, right. Makes sense. Come on, Sage. I'm coming. Your bag is a lot lighter than mine. Not my fault. Hey, girls, what's going on? Sage and I are meeting Carson here for swimming lessons. Uh, swimming lessons? I didn't know you had a pool, Lionel. I don't. At least I don't think so. What she means is Carson's picking us up to take us to swimming lessons. Oh, that makes more sense. Yep, it's a little closer for her to drive here than to our house, so we figured we'd meet her halfway. Sounds smart. So, what are you guys doing? Brian and I are loading up the truck with supplies to help some people fix up their houses. Whose houses are you working on? Just a couple on Willow Street. Our church is doing an outreach thing where we serve community and do what we can for those in need. This month, we're helping some people who aren't able to pay for repairs themselves. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it kind of is. Sounds like a lot of work, too. Yeah, that too. It's not always easy, that's for sure. But sometimes sharing God's love takes a little more elbow grease. Want us to help you load the truck? If you want. Can we listen to the radio while we work? That sounds like a great idea. That's the last board, Mr. Jacobs. Thanks, Sage. That's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do on the houses we're going to. Want to pass up these toolboxes now? Either one is fine. Sure, here you go. So, who bought all of this stuff? What do you mean, Sage? 
Remember when we asked Dad to build us that treehouse we designed a couple of years ago? Yeah, the one with the water slide and the secret spy tower. Wow, that sounds awesome. I'd like to see that someday. Yeah, so would we. Oh. Dad took a look at our plans and said there was no way to make it happen. The wood for the treehouse was going to be more than a whole year of allowances for both of us combined. That does sound like a pretty big project. And though I don't know how big of a treehouse you could build with this truckload here, it wasn't cheap. Yeah, so where did you get the money? The church bought it. We have a fund set aside to pay for things that help people out. Okay, but why? Isn't it good to help people out? I mean, sure, but I thought that the church used its money to buy stuff for church. You know, the stuff that teaches people how to be saved. I don't think it's supposed to be a building company. You're right there, Sage. The church isn't called to be a company of any kind because companies are only interested in making money. Kind of reminds me of that story about how Jesus saw all of those animal salesmen in the temple who were trying to make a buck off of people instead of coming to the temple to worship God. He got so mad he flipped all of the money tables over and ran them out on their ears. What? Jesus got mad? Is that even in the Bible? Matthew 21, 12, John 2, 15, Luke 19, 45, and Mark 11, 15. Wow, four different books talk about it? I guess it really did happen. It really happened. Okay, but you haven't answered my question, really. Shouldn't we use our money to share the good news? Of course we should, but that doesn't just look like giving sermons or sending out missionaries. I mean, just look at our example, Jesus. He did his share of preaching and teaching, but he also- Ran those bad guys out of the temple on their ears? Yes, and he also fed the hungry, healed the sick. In short, he helped those in need. And just to drive the point home, he told us in Mark 10:31 and Matthew 25 that when we help those who nobody thinks are important enough to help, God counts it as helping him because to him, these are the people who are most important. Huh. You look a little confused, Sage. Yeah, I thought I was getting it. And then we got to that last part. Do you have a script to make it easier to understand Mr. Jacobs? I'll see what I can find. I'll be right back. Wanna listen to the radio while we wait for him, girls? Sure, I'll start it up. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wise drama, The Teacher, an adapted biblical lesson about importance. Once upon a time, in the hot plains of Africa, all of the animals were gathering for the great lesson. It's the time of the year when we all meet at the deep watering hole to hear from the great speaker to learn something new. At the time of this story, a little brown mouse scampered along the ground. She did not want to be late. This meeting is too important for me to miss. I have to get there on time. Just then, a speckled cheetah trotted by on his way to the meeting. The little brown mouse called out to him. Good sir, good sir. Please, may I ride on your back to the meeting? I'm not heavy, and I would be sure to tell everyone of your kindness. Ha! I'm sorry. Did I hear you right? You, the smallest of the great king's creatures, wants to ask me the fastest of his beasts to carry you to the great meeting. Ha! Again, I say, ha! You are not important, little mouse. You had better hurry if you want to hear the lesson. And with that, the speckled cheetah bounded away. The little brown mouse resumed her long journey. Just then, a long giraffe came striding by on her way to the meeting. The little brown mouse called up to her. Good lady, good lady, please may I ride on your back to the meeting? I'm not heavy, and I'd be sure to tell everyone of your kindness. Hmm, 
who said, Oh, a mouse. How quaint. Look, my dear little mouse, I wish you all the best. But truly, to wait for you to climb all the way onto my back would take longer for you to just walk to the meeting yourself. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to hurry along if I want to get a good seat. And with that, the tall giraffe strode away. The little brown mouse resumed her long journey. Just then, an enormous elephant trundled by on his way to the meeting. The little brown mouse called out to him. Good sir, good sir, please, ma'am. Sweet serengeti, it's a mouse, a mouse, oh, it's a mouse. With little feet and whiskers, ah, gross. And with that, the enormous elephant fled away. The little brown mouse sat down for a rest and sighed to herself. Oh, I must get to the meeting on time for the lesson. I simply must! The little brown mouse turned around and saw a dusty, musty warthog. If you're headed to the meeting, I can help you get there on time. I'm not much to look at, but I'm on my way to the meeting, so if you're looking for a ride, climb on board. Oh, thank you so much! I'm not heavy, and I'll be sure to tell everyone about your kindness. Shucks, no need for all that. I like to help a fellow creature of the great king. Now, hold on, we've got to hurry. The warthog galloped away with the little brown mouse holding on tight. Before long, they had reached the deep watering hole where all the other animals had gathered. Standing atop the speaking rock was the lion that all creatures called the Great King. He looked at all of his subjects and then roared. That's the signal for the teacher to climb the speaking rock. I wonder who's teaching today. The animals looked amongst themselves to be the first to catch sight of the teacher. Ahem. Good morning. The animals turned, and to their surprise, atop the speaking rock was the smallest little brown mouse of the plains. I have been asked by the great king to teach the lesson for today. The speckled cheetah blushed. The giraffe hung her head and the elephant trembled as they realized that they had passed by the most important creature of the great king's meeting without helping her at all. Before I begin my lesson, I would like to thank my friend, the Lady Warthog, who helped me get here on time. She truly is a loyal servant of the great king, and we all should look up to her as an example of how any of us creatures should live. Oh, shucks, I didn't do anything amazing, fellas. The moral is that the ones who are most important to God are not the ones that we see making the big decisions in the news, or winning big games on sports teams, or starring in the movies. Instead, it's the poor, the weak, the sick and hurting people that he calls great. People often work hard to be impressive, to get all the attention and praise for themselves. But in the end, it's the ones who humbly serve the smallest of people who will be rewarded by God. All right, Lionel, that's the wood, the nails, the tools, the blueprints, and the tarps. Do we need anything else? No, I think we're good, Brian. Pastor Dean said he's bringing the ladders. Uh, let me call him to make sure that's still the case. So when was Carson supposed to get here to take you to swimming practice, girls? Any time now, I thought. Has she texted you yet, Sage? Sage? Hmm? Hmm? What? Sorry. Carson, has she texted you? Oh, no, I haven't gotten anything. I think she's on her way, though. You look like you're in pretty deep thought there. Are you okay? Yeah, I was just thinking of something I wanted to ask Mr. Jacobs. Oh, well, I can give it a shot if you want. I don't know. 
do you know the Bible like the back of your hand? I'm working on it. Mm, all right. I guess we can ask Mr. Jacobs if you don't know. Deal. Lay it on me. We've been talking about how God wants us to help people who need help, which is all good. I don't understand it all, but I can look that up later. My question is, why does God want us to do all of this? He's the one who knows everything everyone needs. Why doesn't he do it? Oh, that's a tough one. Come on, Mr. Brian. We were trusting you. Okay, just hold on. Let me think for a second. I think I remember talking to Mr. Jacobs about something like this recently. I think it was about Sherathon. Oh, yeah, we weren't here that Saturday. I wasn't either, Ivy, but Lionel told me that they asked a question kind of like yours, but he didn't mention any Bible verses. We can wait for him. It's okay. Ephesians 2.10. That's a verse that works. And what does it say? That's a verse that tells us that God made us to do his work here on earth. He's prepared a whole bunch of stuff for us to do for him. It's why we're here in the first place. Great. That's a good start. But why? Can God do it himself? Sure, but he really likes to work through people instead of just doing it. It's a way that he can not only help those who need help, but it means he can be so much closer to those he's using. That sounds great, but it's not a Bible verse. Not directly, but if you read the Bible, it is full of examples of God using his servants to do his work. Moses, Samuel, Elijah, Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Peter, Paul. We get it. <laughs> the point is, God might not tell us exactly why he prefers to use us instead of doing everything for himself, but verses like Romans 8.29, Ephesians 5.1, and 1 John 3.2 make it clear to me that one of God's biggest projects is to make us like him. I've heard people say that before, but they never explain it. God is super powerful and amazing, and we're just people. I can see how that's not super helpful, but what it means is God wants us to be perfect like He is. He uses other people to give us a chance to practice being like Him and loving Him. After all, if we can't love people who we can see, how are we supposed to be able to love God who we can't see? 1 John 4.20, what about it? Hey, Mr. Jacobs, Mr. Brian was just answering some of the questions we had about the stuff we've been learning today. I see. Uh, cutting into my territory a bit, are we? Well, you were busy. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> was he able to answer all your questions, girls? Uh, he did a pretty good job. Oh, and there's Carson. Come on, Ivy. Wait up. Bye, girls. You ready to go, too? Yeah, sure. All right, let's saddle up. Oh, just a sec. Got to turn off the radio. Ah, good catch.